Hey, you Hanyaks. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, where we've always got a dose of weird ready to be injected directly into your ear holes, courtesy of this podcast. I don't know. That didn't make sense. Anyways, welcome back. Here we are, the second episode of 2022, the two episode of 2022, so 222222222. And uh, if you missed last week's episode, I'm coming to you. Uh, I'm coming to you live from a mile high. No, I'm not flying in a plane. Yes, I am in Denver. Um, I like to sit here. I like to say I'm high as a kite, not literally, but just in in, in elevation. But uh, if a kite was 5,280 feet in the air, that's one heck of a kite. At that, I don't even know if you can call it a kite at that point, really. Like, what is that? So, um... Like, high as a small personal aircraft? I don't know. I got no. I got nothing. I just like to say... I guess I could just say, man, I'm so high. Because I am. Been Lived my whole life at 1,100 feet, and now here for the next few months, I'm at 5,000 feet. So five times as high as I normally am. Um, I hope you're catching on to these jokes, because that's what they are. Um, also, on a fun fact note, if you also didn't... If you didn't hear, I... I've started, in light of my wife and I's adventures over the next year, I've started a little weekly newsletter uh, via email, so you can, so for those interested can keep up with all the adventures, and there there will be some crossover. I've already, I've already name-dropped Rambling Viking once, and uh, I also promised that I would explain something in depth that I was briefly mentioned on the newsletter, so I, I need to make sure to do that here. But if you are interested in that, please, you can um, email the show. It's randomlyviking at uh, gmail.com. And just uh, all, all I can add you, just need an email, add you to the list, or you can uh, DM the show or myself. Uh, it's Gus the Bus 35 on social media. It's Randomly Viking Podcast on social media. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check those out, they're pretty fun. I might eventually, I might share some of them. I don't know, but I've done two, working on the third. Should be coming in every week. Should be a lot of fun. So, with that being said, I do need to, it, that's that's going to be our our lead it's going to be our headliner is not the word opening act. And so mentioned in my last newsletter, which, 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 which I will link in the description because I do know how to do that. So I've, there's a link to it in the description and you can get into all the adventures. That is my life. Uh, I believe briefly referenced. So, uh, it's sort of been like almost two weeks ago now. We were heading west to then head to New Mexico to then head north to Colorado, where I am now. And with long drives, uh, first of all, I have a total, I mean, I have a, a, a complete, I guess you can call it mindset, setup, um, whatever. Like, there's a plan. When it's, if I'm, if I'm going, I just call it road trip mode. Like, and there's a lot that goes into that. Specifically, though, I referenced uh, my theory, also practice on perfect road trip hydration, right? And basically in short, what it is, is I, I found I, and this is just my opinion here, but my approach to it is, uh, I believe the best hydration, um, level to be at is slightly under optimal, just right under. So say if optimal hydration means you are well hydrated on 
any given day, right? You're going to the bathroom fairly frequently. I mean, a few times throughout the day. It's clear. You're feeling good. You're awake, alert. Well, for a road trip, you might say, well, I'm traveling and stuff. You know, need to stay hydrated, right? That's generally the thought. However, and especially for a long trip, if you're casual and it's a short one, it's maybe an hour, two hours. But um, if it's if it's you need to get to the place, it's eight, 10, 15 hours, right? My general sentiment towards road trips, and I mentioned this in the newsletter, is that I'm I'm, I'm kind of a go hard. Uh, we stop eight hours, two stops max, usually three if I absolutely have to, if it's a gas tank situation or something like that. But it's like we stop for gas, and that gas, we go to the bathroom, we get food, we, we time it up, we are making great time. Those stops are minimal, like literally the minimum time needed to complete those stops and that refueling. And that's it. There's no, there's no stopping otherwise. There's, there's none of that. And so that's my general philosophy, right? With this last trip, we had all our stuff. We had our two dogs with us. So I had to embrace a different philosophy. But anyways, when, so when you're looking at, I mean, that's my mindset to road trips. And that's a lot of people. Some people, they stop every hour and a half, two hours, and they stop when they need to go pee. I mean, that's, that's personally, it's not even, that's not the situation I grew up in. You pee before you left. We peed at every stop and you had to hold it or you had to use the pee can. Not like, and I'm not, not talking about the nut, like a, oh, you want some pecan pie? No, like the, the pea bottle can. It wasn't a bottle. It's literally can designed to be able to pee on the go. It's got a little handle. It's a red canister. I think that's something like Bass Pro. You can find them in the camping aisle. Even has a female attachment, but you had to use that. I only remember using it once because the rule was if you use it, you have to clean it. And so after having to clean it and deal with that, I realized, you know what? I think I'm just going to try and get better about not having to go. And now I know that it's unhealthy to like really hold it for a long time and, you know, can cause UTIs and stuff. So you don't want to just hold it and do that method. So I started thinking, and and you don't want to just not drink anything and be totally dehydrated because if you're driving, then guess what that means? That means you won't be able to you'll have to stop potentially because you'll get lethargic, you'll get headaches. I mean, all the signs of dehydration, depending on how deep you go into dehydration. So there's, there's that, right? You can't not drink and you can't, um, and, but you don't want to drink the normal optimal amount. So where do we fall? Well, we fall somewhere in the middle and actually somewhere closer to that optimal hydration, but just slightly under. And that's my approach because I don't want to have to stop a bunch, but I want to be, I want to be still functioning at a mostly normal level. Uh, and as far as, as it'll say at a level that I don't notice if I'm cognitively, um, not functioning at a hundred percent, you know, cause I'm, it's 98%, 97%. And so that's, that's what I have adapted. That's what I adopted actually. And that's how I've adapted. And so what I've done then is adopted this method where I, I make sure, especially, you know, you wake up the morning of, you drink maybe a glass of water or something like that, get it ready, kind of kind of get that initial flood into the system, um, go to the bathroom, check the color, maybe get it to clear, but then, then when it's about time to hit the road, we slow down, right? We just sip, maybe get a bottle of water, or if I have, you know, if I have my cup a lot of times, and I try to just manage that, and then um, ideally, I, I know I'm doing well, and, and I try and drink enough water but not that optimal amount because I'm going to be sitting for long. That's the other thing. 
is I'm not exerting a lot of energy. I'm not really doing much. So when normally say you're at work or you're going to the gym, you're running errands. I mean, you're doing things all day. You don't want to, uh, or you need to keep drinking lots of water to replenish that and stay, maintain that hydration level. When you're on the road, yeah, you need to drink frequently, but you don't, you still need to drink water but, or fluids, but you don't need to drink it as frequently or near the same amount because you're not burning the same amount of water, not even close. So it's, I mean, and, and it's, it's not, it's something that I've had to play. You know, sometimes I over drink, sometimes I under drink and you just have to make do and kind of compensate best you can. But you'll, you'll eventually, I've eventually, you know, I've come to find that perfect space that's slightly, I used to say slightly dehydrated. That doesn't, but that sounds too extreme. Slightly underhydrated is where I live for road trips. And I believe it's the best because I'm still functioning fine. Um, you want your pee, you don't want it to be a deep yellow. You don't want it to be clear. And sorry if this grosses you out, but this is the most ready, easy way to tell your hydration level. You want it, you want it to be kind of like a casual lemonade, maybe slightly diluted. Um, a lighter lemonade, maybe a light lemonade, right? The sugar-free stuff, diet lemonade, if you will. Um, you want that diet lemon, lemonade urine where it's got a little bit of tinge of yellow from, from the urea, but it's not crystal clear. And so that tells you that, okay, you're intaking water and you have a good amount of water, but you don't have a lot of excess water that your body then has to push out, making you have to pee more frequently. But you're also not hurting for water and have a, you know that deep yellow, like yellow Gatorade coming out. And so when you, when you find that, that's that sweet spot. Because you've got you've got more than enough water to function, but you're not got so much water that your body's gonna have to offload it every hour, two hours, something like that. So, anyways, that is my road trip hydration strategy. If you want to call it that? Uh, <laughs> in short, I try and um, ease up on my water intake, um, so I pull back from my normal water intake on an average day and then, um, but I still make sure to intake, um, plenty of water and that allows me to, uh, avoid frequent stops or unplanned stops because I have to urinate. Now it's not foolproof. Some days, I mean, situations change, right? Like if I work out, if say it's a road trip where I can work out in the morning before we go and then I come back, well, like my pre-workout and stuff, it affects me differently and can kind of, uh, it's kind of, it has some diuretic properties, so it can kind of, it's thrown that off before and I realized, oh, that's what it's doing. So you live and you learn, but yeah, I'll, um, I might as well round out my whole road trip mode, my road trip game plan, how I, how I road trip, I guess that's what this episode has become. And I mean, that's the hydration strategy. That's the thing mentioned in the newsletter. So if you're someone who got in the newsletter and you're wondering about that, I hope I answered your question. And I would love to know, I mean, what's your hydration strategy? And as I go into any of this, how do you road trip, right? So obviously the, the under, the, the slightly, man, I need a term for that, but slightly underhydrated is how I roll. And, and I, and I try and maintain that it's a, it's a bit of a balance. So that's my, that's my hydration strategy. Now, the other big thing that people always love to talk about is road trip snacks. Like, what are your go-tos? And on some level, if you care about, you know, not dirtying up the car too much, you want to avoid your crummy, your crumbly stuff. But on another level, 
Sometimes you may go for a salty-sweet combo, certain sour, you may go sugar, you may go more healthy, filling, I don't know what you do. Here's, I mean, snacks are a must, a necessary for me. If I'm going on any kind of road trip, even just a couple hours, it's like, I'll grab a grip. Like, say, so I used to go from OKC to Enid a lot. I've done that, you know, it's like an hour and a half drive. Those types of drives are from OKC to Tulsa. Even on those drives, I make sure, obviously, you always want to have a drink, so water, but then I usually have a granola bar, candy bar, or both, a couple of each. You know, nothing crazy, but just like, I'll oh, grab two granola bars and that'll be more than enough. And maybe I have, you know, I've it's because I've done it for so many years so much consistently that it's like, you know, if you start falling asleep in movies, when a movie turns on, you get tired type situation. A little Pavlovian with that, where it's like I get hungry when I get in the car and get on the road. But... Um, also, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just a staple, right? Like, cause if you're in the car and you don't have any of that stuff, but you find yourself in a position where, wow, I need it. Or all of a sudden I get this little wave of hungry hunger, but it's like, I mean, yeah, simple solution. Yeah. You can just stop. But like that can complicate things that adds time. Maybe you're on a time schedule. And so it's just better to, you know, boy scout mode, always be prepared. So that's my, uh, so snacks are an absolute must. What snacks you might ask? Well, I'll tell you this, my, if my stop at the gas station, like tried and true, almost always get Reese's fast break. Shout out to Connor sounds. Um, we've, we have, uh, been duking it out with, uh, our Reese's fast break. Oh, nope. I'm not going to say that. Anyways, we, he also loves him. I found out because really I haven't run into too many people that are like, yeah, Reese's fast break, but like there's something I don't like them normally necessarily. I mean, I'll always eat them. Don't get me wrong, right? But like, that's kind of a road trip special for me. Like, on the road, I always get it. Otherwise, I might sometimes get it, but because I get it when always when I'm on the road, it's I don't know, it just kind of fits, right? It's like you know, maybe you have a road trip playlist. Also, another big question, but we can get to that in a minute. So snacks are a must. Um, I mean, one of my favorite go-tos right now is definitely the peanut butter pill, peanut butter filled like pretzel squares you can get from Sam's. I think you can find smaller, small boxes of them at Walmart, but Sam's is the big one. I mean, those things are great. They're salty. They got that peanut butter, um, the savory of the peanut butter, and they got a crunch to them because it's a pretzel shell. So it's like it's and they're kind of filling like. It's a great, great road trip snack. And they come in an awesome container. It's a little tall, but it, the cap screws back on. It seals. It's really easy to pack and throw around. It's a nice, good container. It's not cardboard. It's plastic. So, I mean, it really is solid. And then those containers are actually very useful for other things. Like, um, we've used them as travel, dog food. If we're going somewhere for a couple days and we only need a couple days worth of dog food, we fill one of those up. With, and that's usually more than enough for both dogs for a few days. So it's great little, like, to-go dog food uh, container. Um, other snacks. Um, I know that a road trip is where Seth and I discovered Funyuns and Nutella is actually a great combo. Now, before, I can already hear you, Wah, woo, what? No, that's disgusting. Don't do that. Look, what do you? what's the typical pretzels and Nutella, right? So Funyuns is just another iteration, one that is surprisingly good, and in my personal opinion, beats that out. It is it is a salty, sweet combo. Now, the difference is pretzels are a little bit more sturdy in their construction, especially if you're using like pretzel sticks, not regular pretzels. Funyuns are a little bit more finicky because that thick Nutella is kind of that thick, denser. Um, 
makeup. So it, 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 you know, it's not quite as it's more viscous, I guess would be the term. So they can break on you, but we were, we, I mean, we got pretzels, we got Nutella and then happened to get some Funyuns and we were sitting there and I was like, oh, might as well try this. Became a staple after that. Now I haven't done that in a long time, mainly because Nutella is expensive and get kind of messy and especially if you're driving and you know, you can get careless and you can break the Funyuns. So that's not really a go-to. So we got Reese's Fast Break. We got those granola bars, Cliff Bars, some kind of bar like that is a must. Then I like to go for something a little bit more salty and crunchy. So either, you know, some chips, like some Lay's Stacks, those are good. The... I don't even know what they are. The Ritz little squared kind of chips. I think they're in the chip aisle, but it's not the Ritz crackers. You know what I'm talking about? They're like the crisps, maybe is what they're called. Sour cream and onion. Don't get the plain ones. They're garbage because there's no flavor. You need a dip with it. So if you want to try and finagle with the, you know, if you want to mess with the dip while you're in the car on the road, then that's fine. By all means, do that. But, oh, let me think. What else? I don't really... Uh, M&M's. So go to our peanut butter or peanut, a regular kind of fall by the way. So I still like them, but uh, I think really like peanut. So peanut butter, you know, are so sweet with that. They're so good, but I can't, but I only want to eat a few of them because they are kind of rich. So the peanut kind of breaks that richness up a little bit, or as in my family, what we call them are boy M&M's. <clears throat> go figure, right? And we got nipple cookies and boy M&M's. My family's a mess. Hey, that's how we do, though. We march to the beat of our own drum. So, usually some form of M&M is another one. Um, granola bar. Peanut butter crackers are another good one, but they're kind of crumbly. Uh, and it's never bad to have a little Debbie. It's not necessarily a go-to for me, but, I mean, if it's a longer haul, bigger road trip, I like to have an oatmeal cream pie, Star Crunch, or Cosmic Brownie, or all three. Um... Now, mind you, this is more of my general list that I'll pull from, and I'll pull a few from. I won't pull all of these. These are kind of my go-to road trip snacks. So Cheez-Its are another good one, if I didn't mention those already, along with those Ritz crisps, Lay's stacks. Um, I haven't had Pringles in like four years because Lay's figured out that, hey, what if we made it a little bit wider? It's still a tube, but we widened it just a little bit at the top so you can reach further down. And also, what if we made them about, honestly, I think they're like three times as thick, not twice as thick three times as thick so i mean there's that right and and so like pringles once you've experienced the thick sturdy lay stacks and you go back to pringles you're like what is this is more air it's like translucent you can see through it i'm like this isn't even a chip what am i paying for three of these equals one of the stacks and the tubes are the same size same full so i'm getting three times as as much chips for the same cost, maybe even a little less because Pringles are like the name brand. They're like, you know, they're, they're the Ray-Ban of those kind of chips, the tube chips, Pringles. That's the, that's the staple. So I like those, but you know, obviously some of those can be kind of crummy, can be kind of crumbly and be kind of tricky. And so that's where it's like a cliff bar is good. Those things that are quick, um, always having a plastic bag for a trash can. If not, I use, um, you know, figuring that out, having, having a way to sort the trash, uh, other road trip habits, obviously dress comfortable. I'm talking, you know, Crocs, maybe uh, Crocs, socks, shorts, t-shirt, usually, even if it's cold, because you'll be sitting in the car where it'll be warm. You won't have to be out in the cold for a short period, short burst to go inside, to pump gas, to do whatever. So, I mean, maybe keep a jacket and a hat on hand if you're in somewhere that's really cold but typically for me it's like I can't ride in the car for that I will get hot and sweaty and uncomfortable and it'll be a whole mess drinks 
Um, I'm typically a water. Sometimes we'll take a pop, like an RC or something. Mm, good old RC. But just to have, just to kind of mix things up. But usually I'll just take from the house, from like from the outset, water, just water, my water cup, and then maybe some a bottle or something else or an algae to kind of refill because I'll use my insulated one that holds the ice. So there's that. Uh, now when I stop though, go tos would be peace tea is always good. Sometimes maybe something. If I feel the hydration is waning or something like that, or if I just want to mix it up, but you don't want to go and get like a sweet tea or a green tea that kind of acts as a diuretic and activate that and mess up your whole hydration plan. You got to think about that stuff, right? Energy drinks too can do that to you. So, you know, you got to, you got to kind of keep it smart. Maybe buy water isn't bad, but you got to sip that because it's coconut water. So it's supposedly a super hydrator. You know, there's any little thing. And that's why, honestly, like it's best to have water and maybe just sip very lightly on something else, like a peace tea. Um, those are like, and really nurse it. I'm talking really like switch your alternating between water, peace tea playlist. So if I'm by myself to go to podcast, if I'm with someone, I just throw on, I got a couple different, um, go to playlists that I'll just use. And generally there, there's enough of a variety I used to have. Well, it's still there, but I used to in college, I put together a massive stand-up comedy playlist on Spotify. You probably still find it. And it's got almost a thousand tracks of basically a, a mixture of my favorite comics. And I would just add their albums. And now I had listened to, at some point I'd listen to every single one of those albums. So, and I would just hit shuffle. And so, yeah, sometimes you wouldn't always get the, you usually would get something funny. You maybe wouldn't get the full story or full joke, but I'd listen to them enough where I knew what, what the bigger story was. And so I was like, Oh, there's no problem at all. This is awesome. And it was in, in, you know, something because music, if you're driving a lot, doing a lot of driving and traveling, music can only get you so far unless you've just got just a variety of a monster of a playlist. But even then I found it, you know, it, it just, the monotony behind it. And it's like, okay, I need something more engaging. That's where the comedy came in. Cause laughter is kind of involuntary. So you don't know what to expect. And it kind of keeps you on your toes. And then now obviously I'm a podcast junkie and podcaster. So listen to some great podcasts, but even then sometimes you got to be a little bit choosy. Like, right. Might go more comedy lighthearted or something that's just deeper intellectual when Joe Rogan has someone, you know, one of those crazy smart scientists or doctors or whoever on, and it really is engaging and learn, learning about, you know, a bunch of new stuff. So that's kind of my go-to there. Obviously you want to have a, have a method to charge your phone. So make sure you have that all set up. Most cars, you know, nowadays, modern cars, they, they come with USB ports. My truck has one. So I just keep a cord in there and just plug it in. Good to go. So there's that. Um, that's not as big of a concern where you have to get the whole adapter thing. Make sure you have one of those type situation. Uh, obviously shades, shades are a must. Uh, something now, just a pro tip. This is from the Olsen clan. I can't take credit for this idea. It's something that my dad does. And honestly, it's kind of smart, but just get like a little hand or dish towel. And if you're classy, you'll color match it to your vehicle, right? And get like four of them. And you can kind of put those either in between the seat and the center console up front, if that's the setup, or you can put them in one of the little door compartments and you can put them in each door. And so what that provides is when you do stop for food and you get your food and you're sitting there eating in your lap, instead of getting crumbs all over your lap and then all over the seat, you can spread that towel out 
it'll catch a lot of the crumbs and then you can strategically roll it back up and then at your next stop you can fluff it out and it kind of helps just do a little bit of crumb control and it's pretty nice um so that's good uh, always definitely always review the route before and look for any construction or anything because sometimes google maps will do you something weird like with us it had us go down 10 miles worth of this gravel road on our, on our, and we caught a giant, I don't even know, it's borderline a spike, a metal spike. It's, uh, but I think it's just a really, really, really large nail. Uh, but the patch held fortunately, but we had to like kind of nurse it 40 miles to the next town. It was a whole mess. So always, always double check. And then if you find yourself in a situation where it's like, why are we going on a gravel road? Um, we're not like at our destination or this is this isn't right. Just maybe stick to the pave, let it reroute you, figure it out from there. Um, sometimes Google Maps, Apple Maps tries to play some weird games. It's like I, I got you. You know, it's like that friend's like, no, 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 no. I know the absolute best way shortcut, and it's actually turns out to not be that great. But they're just, I don't know. They're trying. They're doing too much. Doing too much. So, all right. What else? What else? Kind of covered snacks. Kind of covered drinks. Yeah, let me know what yours are. Ooh, Reese's Take 5. That's another great one to grab since they started, since they partnered and started making those. Those are great. It's great salty, sweet, savory combo all in one. It's very simple. Uh, sometimes if I'm, depending on the time of year, and sometimes I'll go rogue, grab a Snickers ice cream bar because you need some ice cream and that's an easy on-the-go way to do the ice cream. We'll talk about this. If you find yourself in the passenger seat, at least in my vehicles and on my road trips, okay, the passenger so the driver has a big has the foremost responsibility of driving, right? Keeping everyone safe, alive, getting us there. Um, so the general rule of thumb is to not make the driver really have to do anything much extra, um, whether it be picking music, navigation, um, as insofar as like, oh, you know, let me type in this address and figure this out, and everyone just has their own. The driver, all that burden should not be on the driver because the driver has your life in his hands if you're a passenger. So if you find yourself in the shotgun position, you are basically the co-pilot. You are the navigator. You are the food prepper. You are you are the driver's right-hand man, literally, if um, unless you're in the UK and, do, and then you're the left-hand man. Nobody wants to be that. We won't acknowledge that. We, we, we took our independence for a reason, and I'd like to think that was one of them, even though it was pre-car. I think they just saw the writing on the wall. But that's just me. So... I mean, that means, that means, oh, now the driver should have an understanding of the route, but the navigator should make sure that the driver stays on route. So the navigator needs to be in the know of the route, be aware of it, be in communication with the driver about this, right? You also say you stop through a drive-thru and you guys grab some burgers and stuff. The driver, why would you want to make the driver who say they're having to drive four hours? So that's a test of endurance too. Why do you want them to have to worry about, okay, let's get on the highway, let's get back on the track and let me unfold my burger and start dipping my friend? No. Co-pilot, they they so for they take they take your food, they unwrap it, put it so all all you have to do they put it in your hand and you're gonna begin eating. Same with and it's like hey I need fries I need a drink switch me do that I mean that is your go-to and that's 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 my philosophy that's how it's worked in my family I mean but back before Google and stuff it was the passenger always had the map out and was trying to talk through things with the driver and that's how we roll. And honestly, I think it's a really, really good system. So I like to joke with people. It's like, you know, everyone wants to sit up front in the passenger seat. Cause you know, it's up front. You've got seat to yourself. It's roomy. You got great view out the windshield. And I was like to joke and be like, all right, I mean, no, sit up front if you want, but just be, just understand it comes with some responsibility. Okay. You think 
people like to think, oh, no, it, 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 all responsibilities on the driver. You absolutely crazy? We're all in this car. And if we're not shift driving where you need to nap while I drive, then, yeah, if you're here, you're awake. Let, I mean, let's help me out. That means anything and everything. So, really, that's what you're there for. I mean, if you need to change the song, you need to call mom, you need to do whatever. Passenger seat, that that's on you. And And not to be passive. Not wait for them to... Now, I realized once I got out of my own house into college and stuff and went with other people and I was like, and I was driving and someone's in the passenger seat and then they immediately go to sleep and I'm left here to fend for myself. And I was like, I thought, I was like, that's not how this works. And there was kind of that awkward moment of like, oh, how we do everything is not how everybody or even most people do things type moments. I was like, okay. So I, you know, made sure to then after that be upfront and educate my friends that if I'm driving and you're in the passenger seat, that comes with some responsibility because, uh, I'm responsible for all of our lives and making sure that we get there safely and, and don't have a wreck or have an accident. And when you kind of frame it that way, people are a little bit more responsive, (laughs) not, uh, if they are, and not to say if you're in the passenger seat, you can't nap. It's just a simple, Hey, you look over your captain and say, Hey captain, you don't have to say that. And you have your own call signs. Um, you know, Hey Blackhawk, you care if I, uh, are you good? Do you need anything? Cause uh, I'm feeling a little sleepy, sleepy when maybe we can grab a quick snooze. Yeah, cool. You're good. Grab a quick snooze. Okay, cool. And then, and then a driver say, Hey, you know, and then you can just say, Hey driver, wake me if you need anything. Cool. Simple as that. Easy as pie. But I think that's kind of my entire um, road trip philosophy game plan. My road trip philosophy say how I road trip. Now I pose a question to you. How do you road trip? What are your, some, some of your go-tos, your top snacks, drinks? How do you like to game plan, coordinate? You know, what do you, how do you, how do you like your setup to be? Do you follow the the same philosophy of, you know, your passenger, whoever's in that passenger seat is kind of co-pilot, navigator. Navigator is a prime function, but then also secondary functions, kind of assistant to the driver a little bit. So, or are you a uh, driver's on your own? It's all on the driver. Cause I, nothing more. I, I I'll be honest. It, and w- once having grown up with this philosophy net, when I see the situation of like, say I'm in a vehicle with a bunch of people, maybe I'm at the back or whatever. And the driver where you get somewhere and maybe we're like, okay, we got to figure out how to get there. Figure, figure something out. There's some wrinkle, right? And it's like, okay, we got to figure that. And they're like sitting up there kind of trying to drive and we're maybe driving through a town or, or, or driving through somewhere and they're sitting there and they're having to like pull out their phone and be like, where are we? And where do we, what's the ad? And trying to type it in drive. No, there's like five people in here. Why does this one person have the burden of doing everything? Somebody step up. So, I mean, also, I'm just a navigational, like, inclined person. So, I, 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 A, I enjoy knowing the route and doing that. And, um, you know, I'm pretty good with navigation. So, even if I'm in the back, I usually look it up and we'll give my two cents. Not so much so that I become a backseat driver because that's another thing. All right. Everyone likes to be a critic. You have to respect some, some, the driver's moves sometimes may not have been the best move or the move that you would have done. But, you wanted to be able to have control over that, maybe you should have driven. There needs to be a certain level of respect for the driver's moves unless they are grossly negligent or something wild or something crazy, right? Just like small stuff within reason. Like if it's one minute faster to go this way and they go the other way, it's one minute slower, yeah, pass it off, right? Maybe there's something they know that you don't know. 
or maybe it's a personal preference thing if they're from that area. I don't know. Oh, that is another thing. Also, driver gets um, kind of top vote or preference for music or whatever is going to be playing because guess what? They're Once again, they're the driver, right? I need you awake and alert, so what's going to be best for you? We're not going to sit here and play music that you don't like. Obviously, some people like to do it on a vote by committee, whoever, whatever the majority wants in the car, that's what the majority gets. I'm more of the mindset the driver kind of has that veto power. Um, they they just have a little bit more of a say than anyone else because other people, they could have head, bring your headphones, listen to your own music if you really don't like what the driver's going to pick. And you're otherwise, you can also nap. You don't, you're not doing anything, right? Driver's doing something. They get first dips on kind of what, what the radio is. Now, they could be amicable and be like, hey, what does everyone want to listen to? So that's what it is. That's my road trip philosophy. Uh, really, I mean, the biggest thing, biggest thing, the initial thing was my slightly underhydrated level, whereas where I try to be and be conscious of that. You might think, wow, you take road trips way too seriously. I never want a road trip with you. Don't get it twisted. I think road trips are a ton of fun, and I'd like to have a ton of fun on them. And for that reason, I, that's why I've, I've developed, I've probably way overthought this and because it's something that I enjoy doing, right? Like something you're into, something you're passionate about. So why not figure out the best way to do it and have a lot of fun with it? And and that also doesn't mean too, that you can court, that you can't coordinate with me a road trip where it's like, Hey, we want to stop at a couple things and see these sites. I've taken, um, stopped and saw the world's largest uh, Bowie knife in Bowie, Texas. Yeah, look, Google Google Maps that one. They made it. They only made it like four years ago too, so it's still pretty new. And it is a Bowie knife, like made of steel, wood handle. It's legit. They have a whole breakdown. This is a little rinky-dink town between like Wichita Falls and um, it's like west of which northwest of Wichita Falls and Dallas, and um, not in the Panhandle, but we were basically going from western Oklahoma down to the fort worth and so it's kind of at a diagonal a little bit going southeast and right along that road and now the real reason we stopped is promised my wife dairy queen this was dairy queen and then as we're pulling in i see giant buoy knife and i was like hold on we'll just pause we were already stopping we'll pause take two seconds so i hope this didn't give the wrong impression that i'm not fun on road trips i think i'd like to think i'm a ton of fun if you're taking a road trip with me but also there's you got to watch out too you gotta you gotta know your group right there's the other thing that how long is your road trip? Are you guys going to get it on each other's nerves? Are you going to need to be able to recognize that? Are you what do you need to do to mitigate that? Right? It's like sometimes hey we got to unplug whatever we're kind of getting at each other's throats we got to switch things up. That may be possible too. But seriously, let me know anything and everything. What's your road trip strategies? Your go tos? How you operate? Um, you know, are you more laissez faire? You relaxed or are you more uptight than me? More particular? I don't know. Anything and everything. I'm curious to see how my road trip strategy um, philosophy compares to other people's and everybody else's. Because in a lot of things, I'll tell you this, I'm a little different, I'm a little unconventional, or I'm a little uh, overly specific or overthought. <laughs> and that may be true. But it, it's who I am, and I have a lot of fun with it. And it's kind of part of the reason why I got a podcast. So, all right. I think that probably does as good for this episode. I had like four other things I was going to talk about and I was just going to, you know, make sure one of those things was my hydration strategy, but here we are. So that'll do it for this dose of weird. I want to thank you all for tuning in to 
the Rambling Viking podcast and being a part of the Hanya Accord. And if you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord. Remember, if you want to be a part of that weekly newsletter that I'm now sending out, just uh, shoot me an email with your email or just say, use the email this was sent from. I'll add you to the list. You'll start getting that weekly newsletter. I will link to the last newsletter that has my mention of my road trip strategy and kind of talks about that, how I had to switch it up because turns out road tripping with dogs is a little bit different. You got to consider stops. Now your dogs can get used to road tripping and become great like ours did by the end of it. But we made sure to coordinate some extra stops to get their wiggles out and get them exercise, go to the bathroom. Cause I mean, primarily they just sleep. The last thing you want is to be caught between two places and all of a sudden one of them starts throwing up or one of them's like, I gotta go. And it's a panic. You gotta stop on the side of the road. So just coordinating that and then figuring out, figuring where things out was helpful. But yeah, let me know what your go-to. I'm going to say my top road trip treat is Reese's Fast Break Bar. What is yours? What's your, and my top drink is probably a peace tea. Um, not not a specific flavor. It, it would be one of the berries, raspberry, snowberry, not like the Georgia peach or anything like that. So uh, let me know all of your favorites, though. And if you can send them in an email, voice memo, all that stuff. You can go to the website and you can figure out how to do that. And I would love to hear everyone's and uh, play them on the show, play them on the next episode. So if you want to send in a voice memo, giving that breakdown or send in an email, I'll read it on the next show. I'd love to cover that and kind of recap that. What's everyone's road trip go-tos, philosophies, or if you have any problems with mine or see where I could improve mine, please let me know. I'm all ears here. Um, you know, I'm also all, all jaw in terms of, Talking, I don't know, how do you say that? If you're all talk? No, see, I don't know. What's the phrase? Can't figure it out. Oh, well. I think that's uh, good enough for this Norwegian good ride. Remember, if you like the show, to go ahead and leave a rating. You can now do that on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. But uh, make sure to follow us everywhere where it's the Rambling Viking Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's where we'll post when new episodes go live um, to keep you up to date or share any fun news and updates. Which, by the way, if you haven't noticed, I am not sticking to my last post from months ago where I was like, new posting schedule. Like at the beginning of football season. I mean, because now we're kind of at the end of football season. I've just moved. It's 2022. Nobody knows what's going on. So I'm figuring that out right now. At the very least, we'll still have one a week, if not two to three. I think I think two to three will be more apt, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. So maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they're all doses of weird for now. For now. But we'll see. All right. That does it for this episode of my road trip philosophies. Tell me all of any and all of your road trip philosophies, or if you have a funny road trip story, I've got a few of those. Um, love to hear. Them. So thanks so much for listening. That does it for this episode. This is your head Hanyak signing off. <laughs>